Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. A lot of people have asked me to talk about steel. Now, I don't know anything about steel. I'm not a steel guy. I don't deal in steel. I don't know anything about steel production or transportation. But I do know that it's a major component when it comes to new construction, when it comes to building, you know, high rises, bridges, cars, equipment, stuff like that. Steel is a pretty important commodity when it comes to like the expansion of the economy. So if the steel industry is doing well, then the economy is probably doing pretty well itself. Now, I also look at lumber because lumber is like my business. I do lumber sales for a living. I talk to mills. I talk to loggers. I'm involved in the distribution of, of lumber. I know a lot about the lumber industry. And when I watched the lumber prices run up to seventeen fifty per thousand a few months back, I knew that prices were going to come down to normal. I wasn't sure on how low they were going to go, but I was assuming that they were going to land somewhere in the higher normals. And that's exactly where we ended up. Right now we're at 500 per thousand. That's a number that we were at back in 2018. So lumber prices ultimately have come back to where they were. And all the distribution networks, mills, lumber yards, everybody is full of lumber right now. And I can only assume that the prices will continue to, well, I don't know how much farther down they will go. But I doubt we're going to see lumber prices go back up to even 700 per thousand this year. That would be very surprising to me. So I feel that lumber prices are probably down and going to stay down for the rest of the year. Um, but steel, on the other hand, steel is a little bit different. Steel, in the production of it, it's not like the mills. The mills were like, you know, they're set up all over the place, all over Canada, all over the United States. And when the British Columbia area was in salvage mode. They were pumping out a lot of lumber out of that area. When that salvage mode ended, the mills pretty much shut down that area and moved to the southern part of the United States where there's a glut of logs taking place right now. And they are pumping out the lumber from the southern part of the United States. So it was like a rebuilding of the distribution network when it comes to lumber from like the Pacific Northwest area down to the southeastern part of the United States. Now, granted, we still make a lot of lumber up here in the Pacific Northwest. There's no doubt about it. In fact, I think Oregon is still the number one lumber producer in the state. I, I don't know if that's still true, but, you know, it, it was for many years, and I'm thinking it's probably still the case. However, there's a glut of logs taking place down in the southern part of the United States, and the mills are very profitable being down there working right now. So you're going to see the southern part of the United States become a very popular lumber distribution networking area. Anyway, steel production is a little different. It's not like you just go and set up where the, where the trees are like the mills are doing. Steel production has really been like a big deal from the day, from back back in the day. And it's like concentrating and getting smaller as far as like the places that produce steel. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's not like new steel production is just popping up wherever in the country. It's more of the established producers right now and how much they can produce with the techniques that they have going. 
Did I say that right? Anyway, I found this article from USG. I'll leave a link down in the description for you guys. But there's a section in here I just wanted to read to you guys because it's I think it's probably pretty telling of what's going on right now. And it says, In the years past, the steel industry was largely controlled in the rust belt of the U.S. by several traditional companies that operate blast furnaces. The increase of global trade and competitive market forces gave rise to a new type of steel company operating electric arc furnaces in the southern United States. These new steel companies have a technological advantage and more progressive business models as opposed to the traditional steel companies. To put things in perspective, the electric arc furnace operates like a dimmer switch, easily flexing up in times of high demand and throttling back when the demand is low. A blast furnace operates more like a standard light switch, either on or off. When the market demand is low, blast furnace companies tend to chase the market price down to cover their higher fixed costs. Conversely, electric arc companies curtail production, use less raw materials, and have flexible labor contracts to to lower cost as the market suggests. So that's pretty interesting to think about. Like these blast furnaces competitively against the arc, uh, the electric arc furnaces, they're not nearly as competitive in that they have to pretty much stay in operation like, you know, the way they were describing it as an on or off switch where the electric arc company can like, you know, throttle down. These guys have to stay like pretty much in full production whether or not they are making a lot or a little steel which is not very, you know, very profitable when you think about the demand going down and yet you have to still have put in the same amount of cost going into the, to the production, whether you're making a lot or selling a lot. So these arc furnace companies, these electric arc furnace, are kind of taking over as far as the profitability goes when it comes to the production of steel goes on to say here, the proverbial tug of war between the blast furnace companies and the electric arc companies has moved in favor of the electric arc with two of the largest domestic blast furnace operators. Um, I don't want to say the names just because, but um, anyway, I'll leave links down in the description for the article. You can go and check it out down there. But the two major, you probably know who they are. The two major steel companies inside of the, inside of the United States evolving towards the new production model. Additionally, one of these steel companies has shuttered more than, here this is important, has shuttered more than 6 million tons of blast furnace capacity over the last year, while the other one has been more aggressive selling its blast furnace assets to Cleveland or <laughs> to another company in 2020. In turn, that company had shuttered more than 7 million tons of blast furnace capacity in the last year. So, that's pretty incredible to think about. Now, I don't know exactly what that means to have 13 million tons of blast furnace capacity being shut down, but I can only assume that that is probably going to hold back on a lot of production coming into the United States as far as steel goes. Makes you wonder, doesn't really make you wonder why the prices are so high now, right? So, Anyway, I'm going to leave a link to that down in the description, but I'm also going to leave a link to some other articles down there as well, because when I think about like the steel production, I think about like, you know, the cost that, you know, this blast furnace versus the electric arc furnace goes and how that can adjust the price of steel on the open market. But then there's also input cost 
before that too, because there's a raw product, right? The iron ore to, to get to the steel. So the iron ore, I started reading a little bit on this. And this is a pretty interesting one because it looks to me that the iron ore prices are starting to drop and they're dropping dramatically. Now, again, I'm going to leave a link down in the description for you, but this is what one of the, um, one of the paragraphs was saying is that the iron ore, um, like index or whatever has dropped from a hundred. It's going to drop the prediction of it. I'm sorry, guys, is going to drop from the current 170 to 130 per ton in 2022 down to a hundred dollars per ton in 2023 and $75 per ton in 2025. So the cost of iron ore, at least from the project projections of this particular article, is saying that there is going to be a dramatic drop, which I could only assume would then be reflected into the, you know, cost of the end product, you know, whether it be steel or the bridges that are built from it. You know what I mean? Anyway, Thought that to be pretty interesting stuff. Like I said, I'll leave plenty of articles down there in, in the description for you guys. Love to get your thoughts on the um, on the steel industry. I again, I am really not terribly familiar with the steel industry in itself, but I found these articles and I thought they would be pretty interesting to have a conversation about. An educated economist. You guys, let me know.